Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, stranger. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Long time no talk. I know, right? <laughs> Feels like forever. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. So, so weird. were you, so where you live yesterday, was it like pouring down rain all of a sudden, like Poseidon just like opened up the gates and it like flooded everywhere and then it just stopped and then it started up again and it just stopped? Yeah, was it was, we, we had to run some errands yesterday and it, um, yeah, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like I was, I was, I was training a client, um, and all of a sudden I hear it like come down out of nowhere. I'm like, what the, I mean, I thought there was like a tsunami or something coming at me and, um, all, and it probably did that for a good 20 minutes and it came out of nowhere. Like it didn't, it was overcast, but it didn't look like it was, that was going to happen. And then it stopped and it was sunny. And then like within 10 minutes, I had to leave to go get the kids from school. So (laughs) I had my rain boots on and I'm like, oh, it stopped and it's hot outside. So I took my rain boots off and I put my sandals back on I get in the car and then it starts pouring down. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and then I'm driving to go pick them up. And then on the freeway, like, literally half of my tire is covered. And, like, it's, like, the tire is, like, halfway submerged in water. Wow. I know. I was like, how was that? Was it, was it really raining that hard? Like, on the way in my neighborhood, it doesn't flood, but... There are pockets where we get a lot more water. Oh, yeah. And it, they were, like, deep. And I'm like, oh, my. Anyways, it was like a freak of nature. But that's just, I guess that's just Texas. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, right? I was going to say, that's kind of normal here. So <laughs> so I was just like, I, but I wasn't sure if it affected ever. I know Conroe, but you're, like, spring area. So mm-hmm. I wanted to see if it went down that way as well. But yeah, it did. Totally. Anyways, I don't know. It's such a random thing for me to bring up right now, but it was just something that popped in my head and I was curious. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so that speaks to how my week started off. I mean, yeah. actually, it's not bad. It's just like lots of random things have just been. Do you ever have that? Like, oh, yeah, random things just pop into the head all the time and you're like, all the time. Where did the hat come from? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just one of those weeks, I guess. I'm so ready for the weekend already, though. Yeah. Is that uh, bad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's only Tuesday. I know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I still have how many more? Oh, yeah, I still have a few more days. Yeah. That's okay. And Halloween's around the corner, and then Thanksgiving, and Christmas. My son is our, my son's birthday is six weeks out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how did that happen? Yeah. I, I don't even know how that happened. And he's 
like talking about what he wants to do for his birthday and and I, did I tell you about the movie theater thing? What movie theaters are starting to do? Did we talk about that before? Um, I don't think okay. so. So he was talking about what he wants to do for his birthday. And I had heard from a friend that did this that they rented out a movie theater. Okay. And I'm like, oh. And I knew that they did that, but they're only doing it for like $200. For an entire mm. movie theater. And you can play what they have or you can bring your own. And that's for like, it's not mm. just like 200 for like, for your entire group. Like however, you know, big your group is as long as they don't max out the theater. Um, it's just $200. Hmm. And I was like, oh, so I think we might do that for his, I mean, he's five, but. Um, yeah. He sits and watch movies. So I was like, wouldn't that be cool for the kids to have that? And just because, you know, movie theaters aren't really making a whole lot of money right now. So they lower because it used to be like seven or eight hundred dollars to run out of movie theater. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So to go from that to like two hundred dollars. So I don't know if all the movie theaters are doing it, but I know Cinemark here um, in the Woodlands is doing it. I think the Escape Movie Theater on 1488, I could be wrong, but I think that one's doing it as well. Um, so anyways, where I was like, that's easy for me. I don't have to like clean up anything. I don't have to like host anybody at my house. I don't have to, like, mm-hmm. I could just, you know, I don't have to worry about kids like running and jumping around at like, mm-hmm. you know, going like Dave and Buster's or, or like the, um, what's that jump place called? The, um, oh, I don't know what it's called. Uh, the one over by Dave and Buster's. Anyways. Um, oh, Urban Yes, Air. thank you. Um, so it just makes life a little bit easier just to be like, okay, we're going to the movies. Everybody gets mm-hmm. their popcorn. They can sit in their seats and we're just going to watch a movie. I get quiet time. Yep. All right. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Anywho, okay. So um, today, this is again like totally random, not even associated with what we were just talking about. But <laughs> we have talked about this before, and I wanted to bring it up again because I keep getting people asking about this or bringing up different questions regarding it. So I want to talk about intuitive eating um, when it comes to your nutrition. So, you know, we've done past podcasts on intuitive eating and what's it about. So intuitive eating is just like what it sounds like. You basically um, know how, when to eat for your body. It's just Mm -hmm. this awareness um and there's lots of controversy about it and depending on which type of nutrition or professionals you ask there's some people that 100% believe in the intuitive eating approach and then there's others that don't feel like head-on it's effective like there's other factors that play in a part and there's other people that believe in the very structured approach, like, you know, um, um, 
well, still like dieting, more of like a dieting aspect. Mm-hmm. And I know you, both you and I are very much into the idea of intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk more about that and how, how to really achieve that. Because it it's not something that you can just snap your fingers and be like, all right, I'm an intuitive eater to now, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that because we have spent so long for so many years going from diet to diet to diet, which is actually dulled our senses. Or if you never dieted and you eat just whatever you want, but you are overweight, you do eat a lot of junk food, um, you don't have to be a dieter to not be in it or to be dulled to intuitive eating. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you're just not in tune with your body and it seems you can't tell when you're hungry. You can't tell or, or truly hungry. You can't tell when you're full and you can't tell when you're lacking in things like protein, uh, carbs, fats, nutrients, um, you know, signals that your body tell you like maybe you suffer from headaches on a weekly basis, or maybe you suffer from, um, acid reflux, or maybe you get really bad indigestion. These things mm-hmm. are not normal on a regular basis. I mean, if you, no. it's your body's way of saying something's up. Yep. But we just kind of disregard it because it has become the norm. You know, yep. people are like, oh, this is just life. No, that's, but that's not how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people, people don't know. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Yep. And we say that all the time, but it's so very true. Um, and this is where practicing more of an intuitive eating type approach can help resolve a lot of that. But mm-hmm. in order to accomplish that, you have to start. I, I think the biggest area you need to start with is creating awareness. Like we just said, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Well, you've got to be in the know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, but for me, when I have a new client come to me and, um, you know, we're starting on this journey together, the first thing I have them do is I have them start tracking their food because we need to know where they're at. Like mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. give them direction. Not I, I can give them a little bit of direction, but we can't really hone in on the issues until we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and it's tricky because there are professionals out there and the intuitive eating, the, um, when intuitive eating was, um, started or the whole intuitive eating movement, it basically pointed to tracking food is bad Mm -hmm. because it can create a negative, like an unhealthy relationship with food or it's like an obsessive um, type of relationship. Mm -hmm. I get it. And I agree with that to a point, but we're not tracking indefinitely. 
this is something to figure out what is going on. Like you go to the doctor and you're struggling with some issues. Like maybe you've got headaches or you notice that you get short of breath or maybe you're having bowel issues. Well, they're probably going to order a blood test. Why are they ordering Mm -hmm. that blood test? Well, they need to see what's going on. They need to have like a, a picture drawn out for them. Numbers to show levels and like what is going on internally that we can't see or we can't just ask questions and get the answers to. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to know that in the beginning, if you're, you know, if you're trying to make, how do I word this better? In order to figure out what's going on, where to start, you should start by tracking your foods or what Mm -hmm. you're eating on a day-to-day basis. And not just what you're eating, but keep a journal of what's going on throughout your day. Like, Mm -hmm. are you waking up with headaches? Are you waking up full of energy? Are you feeling sluggish by like 2 p.m.? Are you having problems going to sleep? Are you having digestive issues? Do you have stress? Like all of that stuff. There is not much that we do in our day-to-day life that is not intertwined with our nutrition. Mm -hmm. Most of the issues that we go through correlate with our nutrition. Um, But we just have to figure out how they correlate. Mm -hmm. So usually the best place to start is there. And nowadays, I don't know if you remember, but Nowadays, it is so easy to track your foods. There's so many apps that you can just go mm-hmm. and pull. Do you remember? And I don't know, because I remember when I first started out as a trainer, we didn't have apps to track foods. Mm-mm. Like, we yep. actually had to go, like, I forget one of the websites. I think it was, like, Calorie King or something that I would go to to actually manually go in and look up calories, like, how much calories are in something or There was a couple books you could buy, but nowadays it is so easy to track your food. It's ridiculous in comparison to how it was. Oh my gosh. Um, But any of the apps, both you and I use uh, MyFitnessPal, but there's other ones that you can use Mm -hmm. that are really helpful in tracking just to see where you're at. And then of course, having that written journal just to note the other things maybe um, because my fitness pal will let you track your calories will let you track your water it'll let you track your activity or maybe use your apple watch to track you know a couple of those things um Mm -hmm. but journaling is just as important just Mm -hmm. noting and then if you track it and you don't know what any of that means well then you seek out a professional to help you connect the dots Mm -hmm. um Another way of creating awareness is by knowing what is in your food. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you have to know what's in your food, what you're putting in your body. Because these food companies are so sneaky and they'll say, oh, low fat, fat free. This is, you know, health. they'll have like the healthy heart on it. And if mm-hmm. you look at the ingredients, it's crap ingredients. Or there, if something is noted as low fat and fat free, and it's typically something that contains a good amount of fat, 
Well, guess what? They are finding some other kind of ingredient to replace it to make it taste edible. So you'll buy mm-hmm. it. But it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that ingredient is better. Right. So you have to you have to start getting familiar with your foods and what's in it. And if you're not sure what an ingredient is, well, Google it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is going to be the best way to figure out um, what's in your food. And mm-hmm. I feel like once you start becoming aware of those ingredients, you're, it's just going to automatically turn you off to those foods. Once you know mm-hmm. that, oh, that's in that. I right. had no, I'm not eating that. Like the term natural flavors. And I tell my clients this all the time and it just absolutely grosses them out. But natural flavors is not a regulated term. So, or it's a loosely regulated term. So Mm -hmm. natural flavors, that could be like dead bugs. It could be beetles. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and this is, I think I may have mentioned this on a past podcast, um, but this, this one always grosses out my clients, but I, I, I want them to be familiar. So. Or I want them to under fully grasp. So raspberry flavoring, that natural flavoring could potentially, I'm not saying it always is, but I, I and you can look it up. It could be, it could come from the sweat glands of a beaver's nut sack. That's lovely. I know, but like what, I don't even know how you would think of, of like why? But you know what I want to, you know, what I want to know is who thought to try that. I know. But the thing is, that's a natural, if you look up like natural flavorings, there's a whole list um, of common natural flavorings, like where they're derived from. Um, but it, so becoming aware and you would have never thought that would have been in your food. Right? Yeah, no. Um, no. <laughs> but surprisingly enough. <laughs> so, again, you want to create that awareness of what's in your food. I mean, ultimately, creating awareness, um, you, it just, again, makes you more aware. I don't know a better way to put it. It makes you more aware of what's mm-hmm. in your food and what's going on in your day-to-day. So, and it's not something that you need to do forever. Actually, I highly recommend not doing it forever because it does become an obsession and it can lead to potentially things like eating disorders or other problems down the road. Um, but um, you, you want to look, you're looking for behavior patterns. So for an example, okay, Monday through Friday, you are eating like your your nutrition is on point like you're eating healthy things you're not eating junk you're probably very active come saturday you have maybe like one not so healthy meal okay Mm -hmm. and then sunday you just get completely lazy and you just eat like crap the whole day well if you were counting or tracking your calories you could see that that one day completely negated all of the good work that you did 
in that week. And yeah, we have mm-hmm. time from time that we, you know, don't always eat on point and that's okay. But if you're consistently doing that and you're not aware of it and you just like get in the habit of that, that's where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. So being more concentrated on, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And you're less likely to repeat that negative behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but so one thing, so once you create that awareness, you're more focused. You're like, okay, I know what I need to do. One thing to be weary of is you've created this awareness. Well, it is normal for people to be hard on themselves Mm -hmm. after they've created that awareness and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate like that. And then it could eventually lead to them demonizing food and Mm -hmm. being hard on themselves and, you know, being motivated by hate is not going to get you anywhere. So you can't hate yourself for those decisions when you were unaware. Right. And so that, that is something I really want our listeners to keep in mind is do not be hard on yourself for not being aware of what was going on because you're here now, you're trying to shift the focus now and do not expect to be a hundred percent, hundred percent of the time because yeah. none of us are. Um, and nope, we sh- and not. we shouldn't be right. Um, so you really want to get out of that headspace, and you don't want to punish yourself by by doing hours and hours upon exercise because mm-hmm. then you're going to start creating that negative um, relationship with exercise, whether you like the exercise or not. Now you're creating that negative relationship and every time you eat poorly or like not the best, you're going to feel like you need to go work it off and Mm -hmm. you may not be able to. So then you punish yourself for not being able to. Mm -hmm. But I think really it all comes down to the motivation. Like what is motivating you? Well, if you're motivated by aesthetics, the way you look, and we've talked about it in so many different podcasts, that is not going to get you far. Mm-hmm. Being look The way you look in the mirror, it is going to, it could potentially demotivate you. You know, you look in the mirror and you're like, how did I let myself get like this? I'm so, you know, upset at myself. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. You either overindulge, like you go, you're like, well, I, you know, screw it. I'm already at this point. I might as well just dig my hole in deeper. Or mm-hmm. you go the complete extreme opposite where like, okay, now it's only like kale and, and um, carrot sticks for, you know, my next three meals. And I'm going to spend an hour today and like three hours tomorrow at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not, that's not doing anything for you. Your body at some point is going to rebel and you're not going to like what it tells you. 
But if you make it about your health, if you make it about loving yourself, because when you hate yourself, you don't treat yourself well by doing Mm -hmm. things like starving it and over-exercising. You think, oh, yeah, well, that's doing my body good because, you know, I'm overweight now. And by doing those things, um, I'll lose the weight and it'll make my body healthier. Well, no, it'll just be smaller you won't be healthier but Mm -hmm. if you do it out of love for yourself if you truly love your body you're gonna want to treat it like a temple you're gonna Mm want to do right by it you're gonna want to put good things in it you're gonna want to you know do things like exercise for it um to not out of enjoyment, not out of punishment. Mm-hmm. So it, you need to come from a place of love and not a place of hate because hate will not get you anywhere. It's just going to, you're just going to keep repeating that same vicious cycle over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to also practice mindful eating. So when I say mindful eating, It's not just knowing what you're putting in your body. It's when you're sitting down, wherever you're sitting down to eat, you want to make sure there are absolutely no distractions going on. Like nothing going on. You want to be able to truly enjoy that food. So, and this, (laughs) like I always like get a visual every time I, I say this, but you want to like, uh, do you ever, um, Ratatouille, the movie Ratatouille? I think I brought this up too in a past podcast, but mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he's sitting there figuring out the flavors of the cheese, like he finds this rare cheese and he's got like, like this mushroom that he paired it with this random, like garbage mushroom. And he's like dreaming about the flavors and then his brother came along and tasted the cheese and he's like, all I taste is cheese. Like, but he had all these like, like all these magical things going on in his head of like this explosion of flavor. And every time you eat, you should be experiencing that. I know that seems so weird, but mm-hmm. that is what you should be experiencing if you're practicing mindful eating. And this will slow down the way you eat. It'll make you appreciate the food that you're eating more and you're going to be less likely to overeat. Mm-hmm. So um, there's other ways to practice mindful eating, but really you want to take all the distractions away and just focus on your food. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. like, oh, you should be... In my opinion, I don't think you should be drinking in between bites um, because then you're getting full on water and you're not actually getting full on food. So you'll want to eat later. Unless, of course, you like to. Like me, I don't like to drink while I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I'm like, oh, it's going to make me fuller faster. I just like to eat. I just want to eat my food. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Unless something gets stuck in my throat or like I, my, my mouth gets dry and then I'm like, okay, I'll drink something. But you shouldn't drink 
because you're trying to get fuller while you eat. Now, mm-hmm. I would recommend taking breaks, like maybe taking a little bit longer to chew your food. Or I, I heard this a couple weeks back, and I, I never thought about it, but it's actually a good idea. Try eating with your non-dominant hand. So, yeah, let, go ahead. No, that's a great one. And I wanted to interject yeah. too with the, with the drinking while you're eating. Um, we really, like you said, unless you get kind of choked up or something, we really shouldn't be drinking when we're eating. Um, we do it. It's kind of a, um, just the way our society is we eat and drink, right? Mm-hmm. What's happening is the reason why we're drinking is because we're not chewing our food thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're using that drink to wash it down. If you're actually chewing your food the way that you're supposed to, you know, like 20 something to 30 something times, mm-hmm. you don't need to wash it down. So I invite you to think about it the next time you're eating, if you're having, if you automatically put that drink in your hand to wash your food down, you're not chewing properly, which is jacking up your digestion, which is also jacking up your feelings of satiety, which is going to make you want to snack more later or feel hungry later because you never got full in the first place. (laughs) Amen. Yes. It all goes together. So it's mindful eating is huge. You have to start thinking about your food. Like you, Mm -hmm. on so many levels, on how much you're taking in, on how you're eating it. And that will allow you to create a better relationship with food. The way you become, and then right now, again, like I said in the beginning, we're so dulled to our senses. We don't know when we're hungry, truly hungry. We don't know when we're full. We don't know when we're lacking in certain areas because our body, our mind is so confused on what it needs. Um, we're confused. Like we can't mm-hmm. recognize those signals. Right. And in order to recognize those signals, we have to, I don't know if this is a word, but de-confuse, unconfuse, unconfuse our bodies, our minds <laughs> to, sorry, to be able to recognize those hunger cues or those fullness cues. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the stuff that's in our foods. Like the mm-hmm. the junk that's being put in our food. So if we're getting more wholesome food, um, and we we're actually wanting that wholesome food, we're gonna be able to recognize that a lot easier. It's kind of like mm-hmm. what I said a couple podcasts ago when I I think I said it a couple podcasts ago when. So if I were to go to you and be like, okay, I've got four baked potatoes here. I want you to eat all four baked potatoes in the next, you know, couple hours while you're sitting and watching TV. You look at me like I'm crazy. You'd be like, mm-hmm. how am I going to eat four full baked potatoes? But if I handed you a big bag of potato chips and been like, here, eat these over the next couple hours from the TV, you probably wouldn't have a problem with that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's four potatoes right there. So, you know, what you're eating makes a difference. And that's why you need to be more aware of Mm -hmm. what you're putting in your mouth. Mm -hmm. So you can get to intuitive eating. That is the goal. But there are some steps that you need to take 
in order to get there. It's not something, in my opinion, that can just be fostered overnight. Like, it's not something you just snap your fingers. Which is, I feel like some of the professionals, and maybe they have a completely different approach insight that I'm not aware of, but I feel like there are some professionals that are just like, no, you just need to do intuitive eating. Okay, well, that's great. But if my client can't recognize those signals, how are they going to intuitively eat? Right. So by practicing these things, you will be able to get there a lot easier to the point to where you can have an intuitive eating um, or an intuitive nutrition approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I mean, that's really all I wanted to um, touch on. Do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah. No, you know, I think it's just further confirmation that um, it's really learning to listen to your body and it all works together. You know, you, you touched on the chewing and then I added in about why we shouldn't be drinking and, and all the things that if you don't chew properly, how that, you know, trickles down. Um, it's, I hope with our podcast, with our message that, that our listeners are beginning to grasp that it, one, it's not all or nothing, right? I mm-hmm. think we beat that yes. like a dead horse well, and we will continue yeah, to. I was gonna say, um, we're going to keep going with That's it. not stopping. That's not stopping. Um, but that it's not just the exercise piece or just the, the nutrition piece, right? It's all of mm-hmm. these things. All of these things matter. And yes, it can be overwhelming because it is a lot, but hopefully you're taking a nugget you know, from each podcast of like, okay, well, I can focus on this. Well, you know what, today I'm going to focus on chewing my food better, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to simply notice, am I constantly downing my drink while I'm eating? Hmm. Okay. This is something I need to pay attention to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, like if you look at the most successful, the healthy, the well-rounded people, they're not flying through their meals. Mm -mm. Uh, They're not drinking to excess or sitting in front of the TV and eating four bags of potato chips. Um, you know, they're prioritizing their sleep and their self-care and meditation and, you know, all those things, but that doesn't happen overnight. Mm-mm. So it's just important that you break it down and find, you know, that one little piece that you can focus on. And you'd be surprised at how making those little bitty shifts and just tuning into that awareness that also trickles down, mm-hmm. right? The good, the good trickles down just like the bad. So don't, don't think that by simply focusing on something so small that it's not going to have a big impact because it absolutely can and will. Absolutely. And, you know, I say that you have to love yourself enough to want better for yourself. And I truly believe that, but Mm -hmm. a lot of us have to learn how to love ourselves. So that's, that's another thing. Like we have to stop hating ourselves and being motivated by hate in order and in thinking that it will make us better. Does that make sense? Like you can't, you can't hate yourself enough to get yourself to where you need to be. Right. Um, Cause yeah, you, it just doesn't yeah. work like that. You have right. to learn to love yourself, be patient mm-hmm. with yourself, give yourself mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. And then the other things I can, I mean, I have not had a client yet or known of anybody yet that when they got to the point of truly loving themselves, that they did not, the other things did not fall in place for them. 
that they did not make progress. Like they did make progress because they shifted the focus from, oh, this is how I look or, you know, not being disgusted with themselves to, you know what? I am going to make this change because I love myself enough to want better for myself. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to say too, that, um, it doesn't always mean that you're going to like have perfect, happy thoughts and, you know, don't get me wrong. There's still times where you're going to look in the mirror and be like, ugh. Or, you know, we can, it's so easy to nitpick ourselves or, of course. you know, get caught up in that. But, um, in, in general, if you, you know, learn to work on loving yourself and, um, that stuff does decrease, um, it's never going to be perfect. Right. But it, the good, definitely the, the little good angel on your shoulder definitely starts to yeah. overtake the little <laughs> devil on the other one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it takes, it takes time. Oh yeah. You and I have been doing this for a long time and we Mm -hmm. still have our days where like, like, Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Um, but it doesn't stop us from still moving forward with, you know, eating well or, you know, and some days we're like, like, you know, at that time of the month and you're feeling a little Mm -hmm. like extra pudgy and you're like, you know what? I'm going to have this cookie, you know? And, and is that the healthiest thing? No, but you know what? I don't feel guilty after I had that cookie. Right. I had one last night and it was amazing. Right. Like I had little like dancing fairies in my mouth. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. I enjoyed every single bite and I don't feel bad about it today. Good. And I'm not like, Oh, I, I'm not working out today. I don't need a workout because I ate a co- And it was a big cookie. It wasn't like a little cookie. Um, <laughs> I, but I don't feel like I need to go work out or eat like, um, you know, a a rabbit food because I did that. No, I'm eating my normal way that I eat. Yep. Yep. So, and it's a process. It is a process. It takes time. But again, if you practice grace, if you, or if you learn to accept yourself and the fact that you're not always going to be perfect, you'll and start to really love yourself. That will take you far. Amen to that. So, all right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for sharing your feedback. Likewise. Thanks for the info today. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.